Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 429 for Tuesday, the 8th of December, 2015. So great to see you. I'm Robbie. I've got Braden on cam. We've got Sasha Dermatis here in the studio. And if we want to pan over, Tally Manglefox70 is here in the studio with us tonight. She's actually working on her new show. She's building the, uh, the virtual set, in fact, for the Pixel Shadow, which is launching soon from the Category 5 TV network. So exciting. Shooting the pilot today. So, yeah. yeah, it's exciting. I love it. Okay, so tonight we celebrate 20 years of the GNU image manipulation program by continuing our 20 weeks of GIMP tips. Oh, the 20 weeks of GIMP tips series. It's a series. Tonight we'll head back to the basics and learn how to crop a photo and add some rounded edges and a drop shadow. Also, Sasha, we are going to be getting into the craftiness. We are going to be manufacturing devising our very own uh, Raspberry Pi 2 case. Sweet. And here's the thing. You can print it on your home printer. Stick around. You want to find out more about that. Nice. And here's what's coming up in the Category 5.tv newsroom. Speaking of paper, Wikipedia... (laughs) explain later. (laughs) Wikipedia has launched a tool designed to automatically highlight low-quality edits to articles... Planning to buy a hoverboard for somebody for Christmas? We'll tell you why Trading Standards is confiscating self-balancing scooters in the UK. Mark Zuckerberg and his wife are giving away 99% of their Facebook shares to make the world a better place for their new daughter. Flash is dead and Adobe is finally admitting it. I just smiled really big. Oh, did you? Anything anything that starts with Flash is dead. Flash is Flash is dead. I've been saying it for years. <laughs> a 10 terabyte hard drive is now available to consumers. And Epson has created a machine that recycles paper in your office into new paper ready for reuse. Stick around. The full details are coming up later in the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Starring Sasha Dermatis. Hillary Rumble. And your host, Robbie Ferguson. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to the show. It's episode number 429, and I'm Robbie Ferguson. And I'm Sasha Dermatis. Sasha, what are you doing on your phone? I'm, hey, well, nice new phone, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, look at that. it's waterproof. Waterproof. Yeah, which is Neat. good if I drop it in my coffee. Um, <laughs> why am like I on my phone? Why am I on my phone, Robbie? Uh, yeah, we... Uh, okay, let's back up just for a second. I really wanted to have Sasha on the set, and it's been a while because... Because I have a brand new job. Okay, so let's backpedal for a second here. The last job I worked, I loved. I was bartending and supervising down the street at a bar. Loved it a lot. She gave us deals on wings. However, um, they gave me Tuesday nights off, but that was it. (laughs) So I was working all the time. I was working all the time. 
And it was right. really... Yeah, because if you're one night off, is Tuesday and you're here. Yeah. As much fun as this is, it's still a lot right. of work. So I was offered my old job back. So now my bio is up to date. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was offered my old job back at a chiropractic clinic that I am a patient at and used to work at. And I love it a lot. I love my job. It's so health-minded. It mm-hmm. helps You're people in the community. Yeah. I, I love it in so many ways. But this is my work schedule. On Mondays and Thursdays, I work 6.30 in the morning till 6.30 at night. On Wednesdays, I work from 12 in the afternoon till 5 at night. And on Tuesdays, I work 6.30 in the morning till 9 at night. So I get a full 40-hour work week in four days, but it's not four 10-hour days. Right. Right? Um, so that's nice in other, any other case, but Tuesday being Tuesday being alive. Tuesday, yeah, it's it's really inconvenient mm-hmm. in that sense, and it it's not the sort of job where I can just walk away. I am the front desk. Like if I'm not there, the clinic she is is the front desk. She has to stand there for hours, ten hours, just being the front just desk, like with a computer on her back. Haha. I am I am the person who greets everybody coming in. <laughs> there, it wouldn't work without me. Yeah, it's, um, it's true, but. It so, just means that I'm not available on Tuesdays. And I, that's to say, here we are. So tonight's show is actually pre-recorded on Saturday. Yeah. So this is a brand new show and everything. But in order to get Sasha here, because she's unavailable on Tuesdays, we've pre-recorded on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Saturday morning, we come into the studio. Internet's down. Mm-hmm. Computer won't fire up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't know why. I think the power switch of all things is broken. So Sasha has no computer. So Sasha came up. So she's using her phone for the chat room uh, because if you're a patron, you got the message that uh, patron um, uh, people who support us on Patreon are actually able to watch live on the Saturday when we're pre-recording. So we appreciate mm-hmm. everyone who's supporting us in that way. And that's just one of the perks is that you get to get some uh, behind the scenes and so, some things that uh, come out before they actually come out to the public. Um, so you're using the new phone for chat yes and we're using a printout for the news (laughs) okay so the first time i would the first week i missed the show i was able to sneak into the back room quickly go into the chat room and say hi to everybody live oh from work from work okay right did you get caught i didn't get caught and i was planning on doing it again but then that week my phone completely died and i haven't had the app that's why you've got a new phone yeah which is why i have a new phone my phone completely died first thing she said to me tonight was uh can can you set up the irc yeah, chat room because i i mean robbie set it up for me the first time so i had no clue even where to look mm. and even though he's a patient at the clinic he hasn't been in so that's my december schedule we're shooting so much video that it's that's <laughs> the way any, it is i haven't had any help in getting back on we're the shooting, chat room so uh, i'm in now yeah one of the I'm ways that i'm now. helping to supplement um, the contributions that you've been sending in and things like that to be able to pay the rent and, and everything here at the studio mm-hmm. is by shooting video for other people. So we've had, uh, we, we have a, a show that we shoot um, on a regular basis for another company that's out of Quebec. Um, and that's been really wonderful and, and that's, fairly reliable. That's this, good. With Christmas being, uh, being Christmas time, I've actually been um, shooting some stuff for families that come in and use the green screen and we do video for them and oh, stuff like that. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, it's pretty cool so it's a way to supplement um our you know the 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 money that we do receive here at the studio from amazon purchases and things like that that you make uh, and and keep the bills paid so um so just one of the ways that i'm i'm trying to 
mm-hmm. uh, help out as well. So, and of course, we're all volunteers here. So the time that we're here, you know, coming in on a Saturday, coming in and, and doing things like that to pay the bills um, is all voluntary as well. So, right. Um, speaking of Patreon, it is a really good time for you to support Category 5 right now. Head on over to patreon.com slash Category 5. And all that we ask is that you contribute as little as 25 cents. And by doing that, there's power in numbers. I always say, um, so if we have a thousand people giving 25 cents, it's amazing what that will do. It will, mm-hmm. it will pretty much cover our bills. If we have 500 people giving 50 cents, it doesn't really, like 50 cents is not a lot of money. It's, I mean, you, you buy a coffee, if you buy one coffee a month, you're going to spend more than that. Right. So, um, and on my side of things, to yep. get back to Category 5, which is my end goal. My end goal mm. is to be able to juggle all of this at once. I'm working on building up the numbers at the clinic, right? So that there's enough right. money that we can hire a second person on the front desk. Then I can zip out on Tuesdays, <laughs> right? We'll see. I'm working on it. But then this is still a voluntary position. So you'd be losing income to do I would, that. Yes. So we, we need to surpass our bills and not only pay rent and everything, but also get to the point where maybe we can say, hire some people. Right. Hey, Sasha, you want to work on Tuesday nights at Category 5? Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be amazing. Kind of, I think a dream of, of everybody that, that does volunteer here is that maybe one day, uh, Braden, we could, I mean, who was, who's been here for two hours waiting for us to get set up. <laughs> yeah, you're working into overtime now. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so thank you to everyone who has supported us so far. Also, mm-hmm. uh, if you're doing some Christmas shopping, get on over to our, uh, our partner links. You can find them on any of our websites. But if you go to Category5.tv, for example, click on Support Us. And you'll see our partner links there. You can shop on Amazon, eBay, anywhere that you go. And by clicking on the links through that, um, it, it allows it us to get a percentage. A percentage, of that. yeah. So your, your cost doesn't change. Right. It just gives so, us a percentage. I mean, if you're going to be very generous this Christmas with all of your loved ones, that if you do it through there, you don't even, it doesn't cost you any more and we get a little bit I think gift cards are a big thing this time of year too because there are people on my list that I don't know what to get them oh and so it's you know a 25 or 50 dollar gift card here (laughs) or there right yeah (laughs) so in that case you can actually I mean Amazon has everything books movies um, toiletries there is nothing (laughs) fire alarms there is nothing that you can't that you cannot buy on Amazon. Get your new phone. Literally nothing. Raspberry Pis. The other so, day I sent my sister who lives in Whitehorse. So I was thinking about buying her a gift and sending it to Whitehorse. Like right. buying it locally, sending it. And then I thought, well, I'm sure I can just find something on Amazon. And, to and then just ship it to her. So yeah. I just let her know. Right? So. so interesting fact. If you're thinking about a gift card, use our Amazon link and then buy the gift card for Amazon. Right? Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't like to get an Amazon gift card? But by doing that, a percentage of that gift card goes to supporting Category 5 TV. How cool is that? So then no matter what that person buys, we've already been supported by that purchase. So right. that's pretty fantastic. And thank you to everyone who's been doing that. Uh, okay. Huh. I want to I kind of get right into it. I got booted out of the chat room somehow. You did? I did. What happened? You probably pushed a button. I pushed Am a button. I not in the chat? Are well, you in the chat room? No. You're not there? I'm not there. Left the room, read error. Did your phone go to sleep or something like that? Yeah. So now what we're doing, can I show Brady? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Are you able to get in on this? If not, I can bring up the red cam. We're using and chat on Android. So I guess it's probably short for Android. 
Um, so what I want to do here, how about you pull that up? Okay. It's so cool having the hand cam. So we can so go like this. So let's see. We can go back here. We've created the chat room here. And to do this on Ann Chat, up here. Oh, sorry. Stay with me here, camera guy. Stay with me. Um, <laughs> I've, I've clicked on to create a new in Ann Chat. You can add and you give your, your chat a name. The address is irc.freenode.net. Port is 6667. Don't check off anything. Add your name, your nickname. If you have a password, you go down to um, setup for authentication and you add your password. Otherwise, then we go into auto join list and you add pound category five. And that's going to automatically connect you to that chat room. So I've called this category five on your phone, Sasha. Yes. So I've added you as Sasha D. I've gone category five on the auto join list. Right. So you should be able to connect just fine. So if you've disconnected, you can hold in on category five and go disconnect. That will get you off of the server if for some reason you got kicked. Okay. All right. Um, you have internet right now, so that's good. Click on it. Just touch it, and it's going to automatically connect to the server. Oh, okay. It says couldn't look up your host name. Don't worry about that. That's not an error. It's just saying that it can't reverse find you. So then status, we should see category five pop up up there. If everything went that, there we go. There, okay, so five. now so I'm now in. you're in the chat room, and if you look up at my screen here, it actually says uh, oh, Sasha D I don't know has how entered to do the this. chat. Okay, room. there we go. Oh, I can I can also bring it up on the screen here. You'll see uh, Sasha D. Oh, okay, has the chat. and there she is. So that's how I disconnect from the that, chat, and that's how you later would reconnect. I, okay, and a little brief rundown of how you would set up. Uh, this is an Android phone. How do I turn this off? Oh, it's it's done. Okay. I, I, okay. Click, I click the buttons over okay, here. Okay, good. <laughs> there you go. You're back in the chat. So, uh, and chat works really, really well on Android. Um, I think it's IRC99 if you're on an iDevice. Uh, oh, so okay. So if you're on an uh, iPhone or iPad, um, that'll let you into the chat room from your phone, from your tablet. So um, if you are following along with the show on, a, on the TV, install that on your phone and you'll be able and to then you can just follow along in the chat just like yeah. Sasha's doing tonight. Which so is good cool. for me to have this because I really do miss the chat room, especially on Tuesdays. Um, mm. And I'm not able without, yeah, without my phone. So now I can Perfect. creep in on and find so out. So we'll what expect to see you Monday outside Tuesday. of your work hours. Now that we know your work hours, we're going to write down and expect you outside <laughs> of your hours. <laughs> Excellent. Perfect. It'll be going off in your pocket. You'll realize that you left yourself logged in to hand chat. Everybody Which, in the chat room is, oh, Sasha D. Hey, how are you? It's time for 20 weeks of GIMP tips. This is week number three, and tonight we're going back to the basics. Nice, simple stuff. We're going to learn how to crop a picture. We're going to round the edges, and we're going to add a simple drop shadow. This technique can be used to post things to Facebook, other social media platforms. If you want to create a nice little thumbnail image to put on your website, or whatever it is that you want to do, uh, some of the things that we're going to learn tonight really, really quick... Uh, they are going to help you um, just to understand the interface of the GIMP a little bit better. So nice and simple. We're over here at your, uh, your bio here, Sasha. And this is on the Category5.tv website. I've got a gallery down at the bottom. You notice that? There's a photo gallery, all the pictures that contain Sasha Dermatis. So I'm going to click, and there's a nice picture of her in space. So I'm going to right-click on that and go copy link address because I know that's going to give me the, the JPEG. So we're going to learn here. Now, one of the neat things about GIMP, I can right-click and go File, Open Location, and what's in my clipboard? But the full URL to that picture. So I can hit Open, and because I got the destination, not the thumbnail itself, I got the full-sized image. 
So there are three essential uh, selection tools. The magic wand looking thing up here at the top right is going to allow you to select things such as this. It's a magical tool. Using the shift key on my keyboard, the left shift, I'm able to click a whole bunch of times and it will select and select and select and then I can delete that stuff. And that's kind of cool for some instances, but not what we're looking for today. Next up, we've got the Lasso Marquee tool here. It's called Free Selecting GIMP. This one's great for tracing around edges, and we're going to be dealing with that uh, in the future. Nice thing about this tool versus, say, Photoshop is that if I were to realize that, oh, I just actually... Um, kind of messed up this one, I can go back and I can change that point. See that? I can go up to any of these points and I can re-edit them. I can reposition them. That's a beautiful tool. Okay, but again, not the tool that we're looking for tonight. Tonight, do we want a round tool? Well, I guess we could use a nice round one if we wanted to. We said we were going to do rounded edges, right? But that's not actually what we're looking for. I want to use the rectangle marquee right up there, the rectangle, rectangle select tool, and you'll see that I can make that any size. Now, with any of my, uh, with either the circular ellipse select tool or the rectangle select tool, I can do two different controls. I can either just click and drag, and it will create, you know, exactly where I drag to, or I can hold in my left shift key as I'm dragging, and it will make absolutely certain that that is a perfect proportional circle. So it is not an oval. It is, in fact, a circle. Similarly, if I use the, the rectangle marquee, I can do this. I can do rectangles like that. Or if I hold in the left shift key, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go like that, and then I'm going to push shift. Watch what happens. Boom. It's a square. And now as I rescale, it's a perfect square. Okay. In this case, we don't necessarily need it to be a perfect square. Where would you need it to be a perfect square? Well, consider, for example, you're creating an online profile and it requires your avatar, your image to be 300 by 300 pixels, uh, 300 pixels wide, 300 pixels high. You want to use a, a, uh, the hold in the shift key on the rectangle marquee so that you get a perfect square and then you can resize it however you like. That's one example. I know LinkedIn, for example, is, is wanting a 300 by 300. Okay, so here we're just going to grab a marquee around Sasha. Again, nice thing about this marquee, if I've already edited it or added it, I can then drag it. I can resize this marquee after the fact, and then I can, in fact, move it just by clicking. So it's really clever that way, works really well, and I can drag it to the right position. So now that I've got that, if I crop it, Let's see what happens. I've right-clicked image and then crop to selection. There we go, and it's a perfect crop. However, I said I wanted to do rounded edges, so let's right-click and go select, and you'll see a nice little tool here that says rounded rectangle. We click on that. What kind of a radius of roundness do we want? Let's say 25%, and that's going to nicely round those edges so that we've got a perfectly round rectangle. So now if I position that the way that I want, oops, what do I do? I single click first on my marquee and then I can move that marquee around. Uh, now that I've done that, looks like I need to again add my rectangle, uh, rounded rectangle. That's okay. There we go. So now I've got that. Now let's say I, what do we want to do? I want to probably copy that to my clipboard with edit copy visible and then edit paste as new image. So now we're not going to do any destructive editing to the original image. I've got this one that I'm going to work with and I can close out of that one and I'm done. 
Okay, so you see that I have this perfect rounding here. I'm going to right-click and go Image uh, Canvas Size. I want my canvas size to be bigger than the image that I'm currently working with. So let's just make it something like 500 by 500 and center that image. Nice thing, again, if I want to, I can actually drag and I'll reposition that. But center my image and hit Resize. And you'll see if I resize this window that... Sasha is perfectly centered there, and I can work on that. So with that, I can now right-click and filters, light and shadow, drop shadow, uh, make some changes here. So uh, offset X is, you know, how far to the left or right do you want it? So that could be minus 50 or minus 10. These are pixels. Uh, so let's say, um, let's say 15 and 15Y as well. Um, that would be the ver uh, vertical axis. And then how much do you want it to be blurred? Um, so let's say, I don't know, 30. 30 pixels of blur. The opacity of the shadow itself, let's set it to around 80, so it's a little bit transparent. And do we want to allow resizing? Now, you notice that I already resized my canvas because I wanted to demonstrate how that's done. But with this tool, uh, by selecting Allow Resizing, it will automatically resize so that your shadow doesn't accidentally get cropped. I'm going to leave that on in this case because I don't care what the actual resulting dimensions are. The only time that you would really turn that off is if, let's say, for example, it had to fit within 300 by 300. Let's not extend beyond that. Okay, so I'm going to hit OK, and what does it do? It drops a drop shadow there, and it looks absolutely fantastic. Now, nice thing about this is your drop shadow is, in fact, a layer. So I can turn it on and off. I can, in fact, change the opacity of the drop shadow if I'm not quite happy with it. And then I can, say, add another layer here and drop that underneath the drop shadow, fill it in white, and I can see exactly what that's going to look like on white. And then if I want to save it as a ping, I can turn off that layer, and I've got this nice thing to work with. So that's it for tonight. That's as far as we go with, uh, with week number three. From week to week, we're looking at different tips for the GNU Image Manipulation Program. Make sure you check it out. It's available absolutely free for you. That's the software that I'm using to do this image editing. And you can get it at GIMP.org. And there you have it for week three. Uh, tonight we are going to be building a case for the Raspberry Pi microserver that we're building. Uh, we're going to be doing that with everyday household stuff. We're going to be doing it in such a way that you can print it on your home printer absolutely free. Uh, before we get into it, Category 5 TV is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. You can find out more at cat5.tv slash tpn and the Internet International Association, Association. of Internet Broadcasters at cat5.tv slash iaib. I like that you're as awkward as I am with that. Because every time I do word. it, I like... Hub, hub, hub. <laughs> That's hard, those acronyms. I-A-I-B. I-A-I-B. I always stumble... I just stumble on the international part because is it international or internet? Oh, internet, right. right. Yeah, International Association of Internet words. Broadcasters. Yeah, they both start with N. Right. It's one of those things I practice at home. Yeah, in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's take a look at what I picked up here. This here? Yeah. Okay. So Raspberry Pi, you, you saw last week, we've got the micro server that we're building. Uh, I wanted to do a little bit of a, a, a case for this system without having to go out and buy a case. Why should we have to do that for something that's just going to be running in the back room somewhere? Let's, let's have some fun with it and let's, let's just make one. 
Right. So what I've done is I've actually designed a template for you. You have? Yeah, and you can download it absolutely free and print it yourself. And what we want to do is we want to get a stock that's, you know, we've got this card stock. I went with a nice metallic kind of looking stock. Yes. It's, it's going to make a, a good case, but it's a nice kind of Bristol board stuff. It's called poster, poster board, and I just picked it up at the dollar store, and it's got... I don't know, eight sheets or something like that. Five sheets. Five sheets. So it's got multiple colors, and it, you can just pick whatever you want. So there's a couple of things. You can pick the the strongest card stock that your printer can take. Right. Or in our case, now this won't go through our Epson printer. We've got the Workforce ET4550, and this won't go through. I will be talking about this later in the newsroom, but okay. if you had the Epson Paper Lab, you could create your own. Ooh, make your own paper. Make your own paper. Cool. Okay. Um, so <laughs> if I had that, then I could, you know, I for $50,000, I could do the same thing that I'm doing for a dollar. Keep on. Is that what you're saying? Keep on donating. <laughs> we'll have We've got dreams. Right behind us. We have dreams. Just to be cool. We'll just, okay, now we, let's manufacture our paper. I could do a try it, Go buy it episode Save on some it. Money. Yeah. Okay. Good. Continue. Sorry. All right. <laughs> you can get the 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 thickest stock that your printer can handle. In our case, I thought, you know what? Let's actually print on regular paper. Let's print the template on regular paper. Double sided right. tape it to the back of this because this is too too hard to go through my printer. Right. And then that way, I can use a stock that's much thicker than my printer can take. Right. So there's two. Those are the two options. If you've got a printer and you've got some card stock that will go through the printer, maybe a top loading printer would do that. But with mm-hmm. the workforce, it pulls the paper in and it and it curls it and pulls it through. So card stock doesn't work very well in that. I have a question from Whiskey Zero in the yes. chat room. Um, would metallic paper short out the pie for any reason? Yeah, it would, and that's a good good point. What we're going to actually do though is we're going to be using the non-metallic side for the interior. Of the case, and then that's okay. Yeah, because it's non-metallic; it's not it's not going to have any con- conductivity. Okay. The back, uh, the front, the outside is going to have the metallic finish. So that's conductive, even though it's just like the color of metallic. It could be. It could be. My mind. Not is that blown. it is. Okay. It it could be some kind of a a neat ink or something. Like the way the way but it's yeah, gone it have, today. It could have metal shards or whatever, and it could be conductive. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wouldn't take the risk. Right. You could, you could always use a like a, a a power meter or something and and see if it's actually conducting electricity. That'd be a fun experiment. Yeah. But on the on the back side, it's just paper, and you can also do things like, uh, for example, you see the the Raspberry Pi is this size, right? So I could take a business card, right? For example, like because we're doing this on the cheap, and you, it, it doesn't have to be anything spectacular. We could take a business card and put it underneath the pie. And that will insulate the uh, the pie adequately. Okay. okay. Something along those lines. Um, so, Tally, would you grab me one of our business cards from the the stock that's over there, and we'll we'll use that as an example. So let's actually get the template so that we can do this. All right. You want to head on over to our shop, and you can bring up your web browser and just head on over to shop.category5.tv. Thank you, Tally. Oh, and there oh. she goes. <laughs> <laughs> as, as quick as could be. Okay, so shop, uh, or actually, okay, that's where it's going to go, but you know what? I've, I've created a nice quick link that's going to get us there even quicker. Cat5.tv slash pie takes you to all things pie that we show on Category 5 Technology TV. You'll see the power adapter and everything like that. Now you'll see the Cat Pie printable Raspberry Pi B Plus or 2K. So we're going to click on that. 
And it is free. Our yeah. gift to you. It's free. And add that to your cart. So it's like a purchase, but it's absolutely free. If you haven't got a pie yet, you can go back and add a pie to your cart and everything too. Uh, in this case, we're just getting the case, so it's absolutely free. Click on View Cart. You can get them together, though, or add this to your cart as you're buying your pie. And once you've got that in your cart, just proceed to checkout. You don't need a credit card or anything because it's free. Just activate your download. Enter your information here. Category 5 TV Network. Email address live at category5.tv. Phone 254-522-8588. Address. Oh. What is the address it's here? It's like 336... Let's see. I always do this. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> lame. Cool sweater vest. Thanks, buddy. No problem. Uh, and I do address. And you could go to our website, category5.tv. There it is. Oh, 336 okay. Young Street. So Sweet. we are at 336 Young Street, Suite 166, Barry. Ontario, that's us. You want to put in your own address. Don't don't do the don't, don't do this. Do this. But this address. is great for you to know what our address is for if you're going to send us, you know. Yeah, but it wouldn't make sense if you used our address as you're checking out. No. <laughs> that would be wrong. Postal code L4N4C8. If you want to send us a postcard or whatever, um, you can do that through our website. Do you want to create an account? All that does is it just lets you sign in next time. Go ahead and do it. Uh, I don't need to do that because I'm actually the administrator of the site. And then click on to buy. And it is, again, $0. So what happens is it just says, you're done. Click here to download the case. So there's the download. Click on it. And it's going to open up a PDF. So you want to open this up in your uh, PDF viewer. And if I just zoom out a little bit, you'll see that's what the template actually looks like. So all we have to do is put in the stock that we're going to use. Again, if you're going to be using a st uh, print stock um, that's like a card stock, just pop it in there. Um, make sure that you're printing on the right side. So my printer, for example, it's the bottom side in the, in the carriage right. that's going to be printed on. So I would... It shows a little picture, actually, on every printer. Does it? It does. So you it's see, like, like, the A? You can see... Yeah, way? exactly. So if you have any questions about that, just look right at your printer. There'll be, like, a little icon. See, I Very learned something cute. today because I, I actually just run things through the printer just to see what oh, side really? it Oh, really? So the, the picture actually ends up looking like this. So it'll show you, like, that's what the decal would look like. And it'll show you an A on this side to show you. So that, so the, that one, means the side with the curl, that's the front? That's where the print side? Yes. All right. Got well, it? We'll try to figure that out. You, you I don't report know if that back to us how that went. Sorry. <laughs> So all I want to make sure is that I'm not going to print on the metallic side if this is the kind of paper that I'm using. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I print on this side. So the template that we're providing for you for Cat Pie, that's the name of the case, this template is going to be the inside of that printout. Mm -hmm. And the reason I designed it like that is because I thought, I don't want any lines being displayed on the outside. Right. Now, some of these that you can download and print, you'll see that it's actually an outer thing, so it prints the Pi logo on the outside and everything. But I thought, let's actually make the print on the inside so that when you fold it, when you cut it and everything, you don't see any of those print lines. Mm -hmm. So that's going to that's gonna work for you. So It's going to be well, awesome. Yeah. So when we print it, yes. it's key that, okay, there's my printer, and whatever your printer is... You just want to make absolutely sure that it is not going to rescale. Right. Okay? 
This is designed so that it will print exactly the same size for you as it does for me. But if your printer, which it, it does, all printers by default probably do this. They take that and they add margins. Okay. Yes, so that's So what does true. that do? That scales it down. So then you print it, you do the cutting, and then you realize my pie doesn't fit in it. Right. So how do you avoid that? So when you're going through the print dialog, um, it's different for every printer. Just, you know, I usually just scroll through. There's, here it is on mine. Page scaling. What is it? This is the default because I've never changed it. Shrink to printable area, right? No, we don't want that. I don't want that. I don't care if it thinks that it's going outside of the printable area because I know that this is going to fit. It's already scaled. So I want to actually say none. I'm using Linux to do my printing today. Um, so that's what my driver looks like on the Epson Workforce. Right. That's the EcoTank model that you just refill. It's a beautiful printer. Um, so all I want to make sure is that page scaling is turned off. So I'm going to send that to the printer. So I just hit print. It goes. Done through Wi-Fi. And out it comes. It's coming. It's quiet, too. It is quite quiet. There we oh, go. It's cool. got paper this week, which is brilliant. Oh, I've missed a couple <laughs> weeks. Obviously, I've missed a couple of interesting weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. All right, so there we so have now it. We, now we have it. All right, there we go. So there's our template, and you notice that what I've done is just printed it on regular paper stock. reason right. for that is we're going to be cutting this. Okay. okay. So, I don't know. Do you want to pick a color? Yes. This came with a bunch. We've already used a few. So I'm just kind of, what do we have? We've got red. Red. Very Christmassy. Silver. Ooh, that's Ooh, I kind of like silver. Let's do you silver. Like that? It's like yeah. a mirror. Mirror finish. See why I wanted to do this. That's kind of cool. It's like a crazy mirror at the at carnival. Wow. <laughs> or like one of those suntan things that you should never use. Right? <laughs> you could, it could double as, if you, if you want the bronze finish, you use this one. <laughs> Okay, so right. we're flipping I'm just this trying over. To get, ah, I'm just trying to get it back in the bag. Just put it on the floor. Ah. <laughs> All right. There we go. I brought a cutting board. And what I've got... Now, this is cool. At any craft store, dollar store, whatever, you can just get... Um, this thing which is little razor for surgical incisions and you know for do-it-yourself uh surgery basically first aid um, all you need is that and some crazy glue strangely though even though it's for do-it-yourself surgery it's found in the uh in the um scrapbooking aisle weird very strange hmm. but uh, that's all you need <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to give us a really nice cut we don't want to use scissors on this we want to make sure that this is going to be really perfect so all right so set that down um face yep, down that way yeah because okay. this is going to be the interior of this, so we're gonna just double-sided tape that. I love this stuff. It's actually double-sided tape, so get some of this if you can. And I'm gonna put that like that. I told you it was gonna be a crafty episode. This is a very crafty episode. Yeah. I like it. Something fun for you know. The, uh, it's funny, but Liam, who is five, my son, yes, <laughs> has a printed copy of this, and he's been enjoying cutting it out and assembling it. Zek was playing with assembling one. You have a little assembly line at yeah, home. Yeah, exactly. Children. So there we go. I just put some tape on there, and I'm just going to tape it onto the back of this. Pretty simple. Do you want to cut it? Yeah. So with this template, 
We've got a couple of things. So the solid lines are cut lines. Okay. The dotted lines are fold lines. So we don't cut along the dotted lines. We only cut along <laughs> the solid lines. And you'll see that we've got uh, I did not open a port for the SD card, the micro SD. Right. I wanted that to be closed off because that as is we discussed, smart because you never want to eject that SD card not while it's live. Ever while it's live. Not that anyone be- would ever do that. Nobody would ever do that. But you never ever want to do that because that is your hard drive, right? That is. It's your hard and drive. If it's hot, it will quite It'll possibly fry it. Fry it. Crash your whole thing. So I didn't want the SD card. <laughs> uh, you could open it up if you want to cut a little hole there. Don't you can do that. that. Um, we've got two four USB ports here. We've got a uh, Ethernet port. We've got sound. We've got HDMI and we've got power. So that is on this scalpel chip right here. Yeah, you want the scalpel? <laughs> there <laughs> you go. You. So that is going to be the case for this bad boy. I'm actually scared. Okay. So how I do this okay, yeah. is I always, okay. cut, I always cut toward myself, not away. And, and you go... Safety first. Get right in there. I don't know if you okay. want to do this for the for the, our friends at home. Get right in there. Oh, good. That's a great idea. Thank you, Brayden. And just kind of get right in and push really, really hard. Oh, okay. Bring it towards yourself, and then that gives you a, a good good cut. Oh, okay. And then you're not kind of it's not risking you cutting yourself. Yeah. All right. Cool. So solid lines we're going to cut. Um, the dotted lines are going to be the folds. Right. And again, this is just a printed copy that we're, we've taped onto the back of this. Okay. Well, maybe out. you should be doing this while I do the news. That might be the best idea. Are you hinting that you really want to do the news? Well, I feel like we might be right out of time for me doing the cutting. Okay. Uh-oh. I can cut. Ignore what the is, Oh, ignore that. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Thanks, Brayden. Okay. So, yeah, you do the cutting. I'll do the news. All right. I will cut. You do news. All right. It's Tuesday, December 8th, 2015, and here are the stories we're covering this week. Wikipedia thinks they've finally got an AI in place to help reduce the amount of low-quality edits in their service. We all knew hoverboards would be dangerous, but we didn't expect it to be because they explode. We'll tell you why Trading Standards is confiscating all uh, confiscating hoverboards in the UK. Not all hoverboards. Mark Zuckerberg and his wife are giving away 99% of their Facebook shares to make the world a better place for their new daughter. Flash is dead and Adobe is finally admitting it. And do you have $1,200 to spend on storage? Why not grab a new 10 terabyte hard drive from HGST? And Epson has created a machine that recycles paper in your office into new new paper ready for reuse. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere. This is the story of Operation Christmas Child. To some, it may just be a shoebox, but to millions, it is the start of the greatest journey. Traveling the world, sent with prayer. Shoebox gifts fill the hearts of children from over 100 different countries with hope, faith, and love. I'm Sasha Dermatis, and here are the top stories from the Category 5.TV newsroom. 
Wikipedia has launched a tool designed to automatically highlight low-quality edits to articles. The Objective Revision Evaluation System or Service software has been has been trained by Wikipedia editors to recognize the quality of an edit based on the language and context of the change. There are about a half a million changes to Wikipedia articles every day. So this is no small task. The idea is to flag a potentially uh, to flag potentially damaging edits so the editors who approve or reject these changes can look at the edit with more scrutiny. Other projects to engage artificial intelligence in the task of evaluating Wikipedia edits have not always been so well received. Some, for instance, have automatically downgraded the input of new editors, which have been seen as problematic for well-intentioned newcomers. Oris aims to get around this by judging purely the content of the alteration. It doesn't judge whether the facts that people are adding are actually true, but it's looking at the quality of the edit itself. So. An in my imagination, I'm, I'm assuming that that would mean like grammatical changes, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I guess it would be a red flag if, um, and sorry, I'm just doing a scrapbook here right now. Yes. It would be a red flag if there were typos in the edit or something that seemed like an advertisement links or, out and things like that. Right, or like a computer actually doing it as opposed to, you know. Yeah, just, which, you know, a Viagra ad. It would be right. a pretty obvious red flag. Why should I, as a Wikipedia editor, have to sift through 60 of those? Exactly. Wouldn't it be nice if it was automatically flagged? So, yeah, that makes sense. I like it. Cool. All right. More than 15,000 self-balancing scooters have been seized at ports and airports around the UK. They're not quite what Back to the Future fans had in mind for the hoverboard, but that's what they're calling them. And they're expected to be huge this Christmas. They look awkward and fun, but the trading standards officer said the boards were in danger of overheating, exploding, or catching fire. That doesn't sound good. That is not fun at all. <laughs> They're reporting that many of the so-called hoverboards have plugs without fuses, faulty cables, and chargers that can burst into flames. Holy Hannah. And it's no small problem. They found that a whopping 88% of hoverboards that they seized in the UK were found to be defective. 88%. That means if you have a hoverboard, the chances are better than not that your hoverboard is at risk of exploding. Uh, not so, to put a negative spin on it or anything, that Christmas gift. Uh, but, uh, spin. <laughs> <laughs> If you're thinking about or have already bought a hoverboard, never leave the device charging unattended, especially overnight. A faulty cutoff switch means that it could overheat. Also, check the plug. Many of the faulty devices have a clover-shaped plug. If you're buying online, be careful to check the website is genuine and that they have a contactable phone number and address. And, of course, if the price seems too good to be true, it is. You know what, Sasha? I was thinking about these hoverboards. Yeah. Wouldn't it be perfect if you had a, a gimbal, like a handheld gimbal for shooting video, to use that as your dolly cart? To actually stand on that and shoot a wedding indoors and be able to zoom in and move around without footsteps. Until it explodes. Well, yeah, that's the one problem. It is a this. really great, like, handy-looking invention. Yeah. But so far, I, and I've been watching people review them on TV, like on, you know, like our local news and everything. Sure, and yeah. So far, people don't know how to move at a straight line because it's like activated oh. one foot or the other. So if you have a dominant foot, if you're not perfectly aligned, 
see a chiropractor, but also means that you should you would be circling, right? Right. So if you and have, then you'd be oh, oh, exa- oh, exactly. and then it explodes and it's like a scene from The Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. It's it'll be an interesting uh, that YouTube adventure seeing after yeah, everybody unwrap unwraps these for Christmas. Mm. <laughs> All right. Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg and his wife, Priscilla Chan, say they will give away 99% of their shares in their company to good causes as they announce the birth of their daughter, Max. Mr. Zuckerberg made the announcement in a letter to Max on his Facebook page. He said they were donating their fortune to the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative to make the world a better place for Max to grow up in. This is awesome. Initial areas of focus for the charity will be personalized learning, curing disease, connecting people, and building strong communities. The donation amounts to $45 billion. Can you do that with your pinky in your mouth? $45 billion (laughs) at Facebook's current value. However, the shares will not be donated to charity immediately, but over the course of the couple's lifetime. Were Mr. Zuckerberg to give away 99% of his shares immediately, he would still possess hundreds of millions of dollars. That's lovely for him. Good for you. Yeah. Ms. Chansworth has not been (laughs) documented. That's great. If I said I was giving away 99% of my money, I wouldn't have left what his 1% is. Right? Yeah, 99%. Fine, 99% of my, well, I would buy you a coffee. That would be pretty much Thanks, 99% of my value right now. <laughs> Max was born two weeks ago, but it wasn't made public until last week. And you know what? This is really sweet also because I know that they had very public and well-documented um, problems with pregnancies. Oh, did they? Like they had a, a huge fertility issue. Oh. And so Max came to them after a long hard journey Mm. so it's really nice that they're honoring her in this way good job guys all right adobe is finally ready to say goodbye to flash in an announcement last night adobe said that it will now encourage content creators to build with new web standards such as html5 rather than flash it's be also beginning to depreciate, deprecate the Flash name by renaming its animation app to Animate CC, away from Flash Professional CC. Flash has been slowly dying over the past decade, it, in part due to an absence of support on smartphones and in part because of, it's the scourge, scour, scourge of the internets. Though Flash initially had great success as a tool for creating web games and animations, it has a number of downsides that have stood out more and more each year. Flash pages and players can be slow to load and a big drain on laptop batteries. More importantly, Flash has continually been subject to security issues, making it a major risk for anyone browsing the web. By acknowledging that Flash is dying, Adobe is in a better position is able to better position its animation tools for the future. It's true. Flash has always been used for animation as well. Like studios have used it to create cartoons. A lot of the children's cartoons that are on the air are actually animated in Flash. So that's the one thing that it's good for. But get it off the web. Well, it's bad for security, right? Didn't I do a news story about, I can't remember what it was, but something, something about Flash was really evil. You know, that could have been anything. It could have been anything. Mm -hmm. 
and it's dead now, so good. Fantastic. Western Digital's HGST division has released the world's first helium-filled 10-terabyte hard drive for everyday use. I love this. Me- <laughs> everyday use? Everyday use. I need 10 terabytes for my everyday, everyday use. Everyday use. Meanwhile, despite reiterating that it would have a 10-terabyte drive on the market this year, Seagate has not moved past the 8-terabyte mark. I would like to state for the record, good job, Seagate, because 10, 10 terabytes is impressive but eight terabytes is still really awesome like pretty good really good so hgst for the win but good job in second place i don't know that i uh, maybe we should talk about this after the story but i don't know that i would ever trust my data on something like this well in the like for if you had two then you'd have sure when yeah, you have redundancy, redundancy sure, but you the wouldn't rebuild process of a 10 terabyte drive so if you crashed one and then had to install a new hard drive because you had to replace it, then the other one fails during that process because it's 10 terabytes? Don't know I don't know. The risk. I think, I mean, Maybe they wouldn't have... as a have, redundant copy. As a redundant as a, copy. As a backup. Sure. Have this right. and back up my whole server. I bought Dave last year for Christmas a 5 terabyte, t- a tiny little external hard drive. Like, yeah. it's, it's awesome. I got it on the affiliate links. Thank you. Of Amazon. Awesome. So, but I I did get that and it's it's so impressive. It's like it's it's like as big as my phone. And it's That's huge by today's standards. And it's 5 <laughs> terabytes. It's amazing, eh? I know. I don't I can't see a need so for 10. So the trick is now to tell Dave and to understand yourself that you don't ever use that as your one copy. Oh anything, yeah, that's right? where I was going with that story. Sorry. That he uses it to back up and it's not the first back up his that's the second like that the backup of the backup uh, backup of the backup of all of our important pictures and trip videos and yeah that's the one to keep in the safety deposit box or at work right you know or the safe that we have lost the combination to oh yeah yeah but but whatever we can crack it besides we'll make that an episode (laughs) that's a great idea (laughs) the ultra star HE10 is notable for two reasons. It's hermetically sealed and filled with helium, which is still a rather novel idea, and it has seven platters crammed into a standard height hard drive. Seagate hasn't yet managed to squeeze seven plates into a 3.5-inch hard drive, which appears to be why Seagate is lagging behind HGST in the capacity race. There are a few reasons why Seagate hasn't hit seven platters yet. But HGST's use of helium, which offers significantly less air resistance to the spinning platters, is probably the main one. The drive is priced at 600 pounds or $1,200 Canadian. Oh, well, there you have it. It's expensive. You could probably... That's a very expensive backup. Yes. You could buy that on Amazon. It'll it'll come down in price, though. You watch. Yeah. I love the idea that they're using helium. Do you? I like it. Isn't helium like a, a... a uh, uh, non-renewable resource is that the word I'm looking for? Is it? Isn't it like I don't know. I can't. I, there were times when I couldn't buy the kids helium balloons because the the stores weren't allowed to stock helium because it was like oh not, I didn't realize. See, I bought helium. I feel like this is the Dave episode because this is another story. But I bought a helium <laughs> tank um, to blow up balloons for Dave's oh, okay, cool. birthday. Yeah. And when I was bringing it to my car, I thought. This box is really light. Like, is the tank even in here? <laughs> and then I bring it and to then, the hall, and I blow up all the balloons, and I go to move the tank, and that thing was heavy. 
helium tanks oh, when are it, when lighter <laughs> when they're full and heavier when they're empty. Is that true? It's total. What I lie. So that tells me then that tank had it in its gaseous state, not its liquid state. Right. Because as a liquid, helium would probably be heavier than the tank. Like it would make it heavier. So yeah. if it's lighter, then that tank was filled with helium gas, not yes. helium liquid. Which is probably why it was a stellar deal. And so when you were doing this, did you think? Did you ever at one point stop and say, I should fill my hard drive with this? Well, I am just, I love the way people's brains work. So somebody obviously had this like in the middle of the night, like 3 a.m. thought that woke them up. Right or like when they were showering, like mid, like the hard drive was hovering on his desk because of the helium, uh, and it's like, sweet. What else can we do with this? Add another platter. Helium has less air resistance, so it makes makes sense sense that you can have seven spinning platters inside a hard drive. Seven times the chance of failure. I'm sorry. I work at a data recovery lab. I don't like the idea of seven platters spinning in my hard drive. Well, you like, like, like solid state. You one. like yeah, solid like state hard drives. One platter, <laughs> right? So that's a different story altogether. Yeah. It's a, a different kettle of fish. But I don't shake. Don't don't shake your computer while yeah. you have seven platters spinning. Mm-hmm. But anyway, all right. It seems like something out of sci-fi, but Epson has developed an in-office paper recycling machine. Oh, it's big! Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> It really is. It's kind of huge. Oh, called. This is not your average shredder, folks. Yeah. Wow, I love it. Called the paper lab. You put waste paper in, and then new bright white printer paper comes out. Epson says this process is more efficient than sending paper to an off site recycling plant. It's also much more secure. The paper lab, which breaks paper down into its constituent fibers before building them back up into new sheets, is one of the most secure paper shredders that money can buy. Not one of. I would say it is the most secure paper shredder (laughs) that money can buy. Let's just put it this way. Nobody's walking out with that. No. And the way, like the process, I'll get into it. The process makes it completely, like, what was it? Watergate? Was that Nixon? The way he got caught shredding all those documents. What was that thing back yeah, maybe. in I, history? I don't follow politics very much. but Or history. History or and history. politics. I don't follow anything that's not nerdy. I feel like he got caught shredding a bunch of documents was the whole, like, the why he went down. I can't, I don't know any of the I details, really. I could tell really. you about people who have, like, deleted files and stuff. But if you shred, okay, you can, you can recover that. <laughs> if you shred paper, then, then some forensic scientists can go into your shredder and... Sure piece it back together. Yeah. With this machine, not so much. Why is that? Here we go. All right. The specs of the machine are truly impressive. Within three minutes of adding waste paper to the paper lab, it starts pumping out perfectly white sheets of new paper. The system wow. can produce 14 A4 sheets of paper per minute or 6,720 sheets in an eight-hour workday. What? I know, right? The paper lab can also produce A3 paper, and you can tweak the thickness and density of the paper as well. If you want thin white paper, that's cool. If you want thick paper for business cards, that's cool too. Or really thick paper for uh, raspberry pie cases. I know. Epson, unsurprisingly, doesn't provide a whole lot of details on how the system works. The key seems to be two two processes, fiberizing and binding. 
The fiberization process turns waste paper into long, thin, cottony fibers. The process seems magical at these speeds, but an Epson patent published in 2013 describes the method of mechanically crushing and defibrillating paper, and then using a cyclone of air to de-ink the crushed paper bits. This is the part that is magic in my mind. <laughs> it really is. A cyclone of air that takes all of the ink away. So you can't type on your computer a letter that you want to destroy and then print it onto paper, right? Because it will be on your hard drive. Like, Robbie will be able to find what you wrote. Oh, I will find it. But you could, with a, with a pen and paper, write a note and then destroy it in the paper lab, right? Yeah, but I think what's cool about this is you're telling us that it does more than just destroy it. It reuses the paper yeah. fibers. Okay, yes. So the second process Like is, I could burn a piece of paper, but this does way better than that. This does way better. The second process is binding, where the fibers are stitched back together again. Epson said that the different binders can be added to the machine to create a, a variety of different types of paper. Colored papers, flame-resistant papers, bright white papers, and fragrant paper. Finally, during a pressure forming stage, the paper's thickness, density, and size are decided. I'm sorry, Sasha. What? What is that, lavender? Uh, and it's thick. It's so nice. And probably flame resistant. You can't burn paper. See? Waterproof? You can't, bur you can't burn cool. their paper. Yeah. Love nice. it. That the paper lab performs this process 14 times per minute is really quite awesome. Impressive. Yeah. Further, there could be some big energy and cost savings, both in terms of buying new paper and the large amount of transportation in the usual recycling loop. Epson doesn't actually provide the total cost of ownership of the paper lab, though, and not at all, there's no en energy cons consumption information, so it's rather hard to know at this stage if the paper lab is actually environmentally friendly or just convenient. Hmm. I'm going to say because of the transportation costs, like it's gotta be energy efficient. And I worked in a recycling center, albeit it was like 15 or 20 years ago. Yeah. Turns out you can't recycle mixed papers well. Oh. So in order for paper recycling to actually happen, you have to be recycling, like in the way the technology works right now, only white paper in the recycling. This, they, they didn't have a cyclone. That now that there's this now cyclone, there's a cyclone thing. Takes the, care of all that. The paper lab will go on sale in Japan in 2016. Mm. At that point, you will find out the enormous cost. Big thanks this week to Jeff Weston, Roy W. Nash, and our community of viewers for submitting stories to us. If you found a news story you'd like to send, email it to newsroom at category5.tv. For all your tech news with a slight Linux bias, visit the category5.tv newsroom at newsroom at category five or not newsroom dot category five dot TV. For the category five dot TV newsroom, I'm Sasha Duramatis. Thanks, Sasha. How would you like to have two of these? I've got two teeny drones to give away. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash category five. Can you land it on my hands? Land the first one hundred contributors. You want me to actually try landing yeah. in your hands? Are you nuts? Try it. She's so trusting. You're almost there. Yeah!
Yeah, for the win. For the win. Uh, teeny drones, uh, you can get them through our shop. You can go to cat5.tv slash teeny drones. These things are awesome and a lot of fun to learn on. And you don't have to be afraid of crashing them and everything like you are with a bigger, more expensive drone. Right. Um, so we've got two of these to give away so that you can race with somebody, so you can charge one and fly the other while the other's charging. Uh, they only take 15 minutes to charge and they fly for 15 minutes. Um, in order to qualify for that draw, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash category 5 and be one of the first 100 people to contribute uh, just 25 cents or more. So that is contribute. The Patreon model is per episode, so 25 cents per episode is less than the co- cost of a cup of coffee per month, and you'll be supporting Category 5 TV and entering yourself for a chance to win two teeny drones. Two teeny drones. How much fun. You could do an obstacle course in your house. That would be amazing. Or outside of your house, maybe. Yeah, maybe depending. outside while you're learning. Yeah. Yeah, it might be safe. Yeah. All right. <laughs> How are, how's the cutting process It going? is done. I've cut and... It's, it's done now. Uh, the moment of truth is punching this thing out. So let's see if I've cut down solidly enough. I guess I can kind of just touch the outside because right. I, can, I can see where the score where lines the, yeah, are. Yeah. So I can just kind of finish those off. This is a really thick cardstock paper. Printed by the paper lab. No. Not really. Out of the dollar store. I love doing the news. I miss the news. Yeah. The news misses you. I don't know. I heard that Jeff is really good at it. Jeff is great. Jeff's been doing a really good job filling in. And he was a contributor of the news stories this week. Yeah, he does that, which is nice. Jeff is the new Sasha. I'm just kind of scat. You know what? Is My cut wasn't quite deep enough to get through the metallic bit. Oh. But it's really, really easy to just kind of scour over it because okay. it's. I'm just pushing down and it goes through. That's easy enough. So it turns out with my new phone that it does pop me out of the chat room. It goes to sleep, Because it, eh? it goes to sleep. Right. But I'm back in now. Cool. Um, and happily see Brooker and Lyndon. And yeah, hi to yeah. everybody. And thank you for Whiskey supporting Zero. us on Patreon. Yeah, so that's amazing. Thank you. That means that you're already, that they're already in for the two teeny drones draw. Indeed, yeah. Nice. Because is it the first 100? The first 100 people to support us through From Patreon. the beginning to now. And how many spots are left? Well, the Not. last I checked, it was 63. So we're working our way. We're starting to pick up some momentum. So there's still some space available oh, to yeah. get in on this draw. Now, yeah. do it. Get to it, folks. Get to it. I'm just touching this up. I'm trying not All to right. tear it, too, because I, I pulled a little bit, and I shouldn't have. Right. But that's okay. It's in the inside. This is so exciting. It's really not that exciting. (laughs) (laughs) But it's fun that we can do this. And it's so brutally easy. And you don't realize that, you know what, you don't even have to go on and spend 25 bucks on a case if you don't need it. Right. Sure. in In an instance where, like the one that we installed at the office, for example, that one, we wanted it to look nice. We wanted... You know, the the owner of the company to think, hey, that looks really cool. Mm-hmm. And we wanted it to be well protected from the elements as well. This is one that we're just doing for ourselves. And it there. looks like a Federation class shuttlecraft. So that is for the win. Yeah, I told you it's exciting. Yeah. So all <laughs> I did was <laughs> cut out like that and it's it's. And good. it's done. All right. So we've got these pieces ready to punch out. 
which I can do. But the fold lines, so if you follow your fold lines, watch what happens here. Okay. I don't know if you want to grab that and power that on. It might be a little bit easier for folks to, to see versus uh, the A camera. That's right. I've got this. Yeah, you got this. Okay. And I just want to punch out these guys here. So these are USB and Ethernet for my Pi. I should really be using the cutting board to do that. Yes, you should always cut your pie on a cutting board. That's a good idea. Just kind of scour that a little better. This paper I bought because I thought it would look really nice, but it is hard to cut. But won't it look good, eh? I feel like we should have done that magic of television thing where you do a couple of little cuts. Yeah. And then all of a sudden <laughs> we have one right. already done. Well, let's show you the folds, all right? So I'm going to fold. It's nice and easy. Right along there. Right along there. And you can pre-scour this if you want on the outside. And that will make your folds just a little bit neater. And with along here, I might want to do that because it might help to make sure that I don't kind of get this ridging going on around the, uh, the ports. So once that's folded, and once I've got these guys folded in along the fold lines, which you'll see on our template, I'm pretty familiar with, with the template here. Since you were the creator of the template. Kind of, sort of. There we go. And we've got, let's use this for that. Doo -doo -doo -doo. So we've got a fold here. Brayden, I really respect your ability to be a good camera person because I'm doing this and it's a real struggle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There we go. So all we need is a little bit of this double-sided tape. You can use a glue stick or whatever you want. And put that together. I guess you could use normal tape for this, too. We are what? right at the end of the hour. I know. Holy. Go, go, go. And through the magic of television... zips in there <laughs> right in there and it's done that is great <laughs> now the, the one final thing that we uh that we didn't show you is tally ran off and got a business card and as you can see a business card if you are concerned at all about uh the conductivity of your your box right you can take a business card and that w that's actually the perfect size there's a Category 5 business card. These ones are perfect for it because they're plastic. And it will actually insulate that for you. So then that can go under that in the box. How easy is that? And Goodness gracious. It works. There you go. Your Raspberry Pi DIY box. And if you take your time, it would actually turn out really, really well. <laughs> so go get that at cat5.tv slash pie. It's free. It's free. And you can also get your pie there if you like. I can't believe that we are out of time, Sasha. Well done. This was a great hour. Oh, I wish. Oh. And we made it through on paper and with your phone. So, And yeah. thanks to those who were able to join us in the chat room. We didn't get to interact too much today, uh, but uh, we do appreciate you being there and, and enjoying the show with us. So, Thank you. Have a fantastic week, Sasha. Always a pleasure having you here. It's great Thanks to for be here. making the trek. 
Yeah. Anytime we pre-record, I will go on record to say I'm the pre-record girl. Anytime. All right. So we're pre-recording next Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Take care, folks. Bye. See ya. We hope you enjoyed the show. Category 5 TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on demand or through cable TV, check out the local showtimes in your area at Category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.